everybody, welcome back to Wicked Good Sports. This is the Way West Stand, and we're joined, as always, by Rhett Conway. Rhett, how you doing? I'm doing great, Brian. I I bet. So, um, obviously, the big news of the day, London Derby, part two. Or, I, I, again, I'm confused with how it's uh, all set, but London Derby took place over the weekend, and uh, how did Arsenal do? Oh, they did great. They did great. And uh, don't worry too much about your confusion. You're getting used to this. Uh, yes. One brief point before we get too deep in it. It is the North London Derby. The North London Derby. My Both teams are in North London. In fact, the mm. stadiums are, as the crow flies, like a mile away from each other. Ooh, so, that's intense. Yeah, it's it's very close. Uh, I mean, inner city rivalries in America don't have anything on the closeness that this is. No, no, definitely not. Uh, but North London Derby went great. I mean, this was the first win that Arsenal had away to Tottenham since Mikel Arteta was putting on a jersey for Arsenal. All right. So, how how long are those is how long ago is that in years for the under? It's four? nine years since we won away to Tottenham in any competition. Um, and Jesus. I think it was the last seven matches that the home team hasn't won. Mm-hmm. Or last six, one of the first of the last six matches that the home team hasn't won. Yeah, um, we talked about that last time that this whole. Yep, really important and uh didn't help didn't, didn't help Tottenham. yeah a lot of that was where teams kind of fit in their season it just kind of happened to work out that way uh and again this year Tottenham are in a little bit of free fall right now uh I just got done doing the swinging at shins podcast with Aaron and we talked about possible reasons why whether Conte's to blame or Spurs or whatever but Tottenham mm-hmm. right now just not making smart moves, not putting the best players on the pitch in the best ways. And Arsenal are clearly doing exactly the opposite of that, mm-hmm. where everything we do kind of seems to turn to gold. Yeah, this season especially, I mean, let's let's pull up the standings right now. Still number one, of course. Now 47 points, right? 47 points, eight, eight points. points clear. Yeah. How does that feel? I got to pinch myself. <laughs> I got to absolutely pinch myself. I mean, I've had – it hasn't died down. In the beginning when we all thought, hey, we're going to ride this for a while, and then when mm-hmm. we drop off, we'll be happy as long as we get top four. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. I woke up with, like, we are top of the league. Say we are, like, in my head. It happens all the time now. Mm-hmm. Like, I just – I eight points clear. It is January 18th. This is amazing. We have We haven't played a full half a season. However, half a season is after the next match week, which is no easy, uh, you know, easy game. We got Manchester United coming to town. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But even if we lose a Manchester City win, that's mm-hmm. we're still five points clear halfway through the season. Makes you yeah. feel real good, real good. No, definitely. Um, so in this game, do you want to break down the goals a little bit? Maybe kind of talk about who was impressive, who was, you know, who really made this difference? Who led them to this 2-0 victory? Um, so if I was a Spurs fan, I would say Hugo Lloris, our goalkeeper, led them to the victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolute howler for the first goal. It has been labeled a own goal. There was some confusion it as is, to whether yeah. or not that was going to happen. It is 100% an own goal. Um, I Lloris just got to the World Cup Finals. He's a very good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. His stats are definitely getting worse. He's definitely getting older. Right. I think that this is a much harder play than some people realize. Mm. You're never expecting the ball to be hit right at you at that point. 
mm-hmm. the way it was. He hit it with his right foot. There's a little bit of tail on the ball, which means it wanted to be angled towards goal anyway. I don't think he even necessarily meant to do it. He might have, Saka, the one who scored, mm-hmm. might have meant to roof it. He's done that a couple times where you just try to kick it straight up into the goal. Uh, I think he was trying to come across goal. But either way, if you're Lloris, you still can't. I'll make a couple excuses as to why it's harder than people necessarily thought it was, but you still can't have a howler like that. Yeah. And then uh, 36 minute, Martin Odegaard, just amazing goal. I think it was 20 yards out or something around that. Might have even been a little bit more, 25 yards out. Left foot, corner of the net. Ball skipping, bounces right over Lurice's hand. People are saying he should have gotten to it. Yes, he was sprawled out. He gave 100% on that. Now, maybe he is getting old and maybe he should have gotten to it. But mm-hmm. at that point, it became 2 0. And the game changed after that. Uh, there's, you, you have to pay attention to where the match is when you look at stats. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of people are going to look at this. Expected goals were very similar. Possession 51 to 49. Mm-hmm. The stats looked very similar. Anyone who watched the game at no point thought Arsenal wasn't in control. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the way they played. The other thing, our goalkeeper, Aaron Ramsdale, man of the match, seven saves. I know we've been talking a lot of hockey lately, especially in the group chat. You're used to seeing 25, 30, 40 saves. Seven saves is an immense amount in a soccer Mm -hmm. match. And he made some absolutely phenomenal saves. They were amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little little bigger uh, field, a little less uh, speed with uh, skates versus just regular running. So a few less shots per game. We'll say that. Absolutely. uh, Yeah. So obviously this is huge. As we said, they're still in first place. Um, But this is the time of year. Player transfers, getting some reinforcements. How's that looking? Um, So what I, what I want to talk about the reinforcements was a bunch of Arsenal fans are very Mm. upset. Okay. Because if you look at it, uh, Chelsea have managed to steal both Jao Felix and Mudrick away from Arsenal. Mm-hmm. My thing is, number one, neither one of those players – yes, Mudrick over time will probably improve Chelsea, but I don't think either one of those players actually improved Chelsea for this season. Mm-hmm. And number two, I don't think that Chelsea stole Mudrick from Arsenal. I think Arsenal just walked away when it got to be too much money. Mm-hmm. These guys played 49 matches in the Ukrainian League and a couple of Champions League matches. A hundred million pounds – and they signed into a seven-and-a-half-year contract, which I don't know. doesn't even mean anything anyway because if he does play as well as everyone thinks he's going to, Real Madrid or Barcelona are going to come talking, and you're either going to yeah. sell him or have to renegotiate the contract anyway. Mm-hmm. So the years don't make a ton of sense to me. But we don't want either one of those players. And at this point, I don't know who we're going to go get to help us right now because it's a complicated situation. You want depth. So you got to go sign someone who's not as good as the players that you have are now, but better than what your depth pieces are, which isn't exactly an enormous window. It is in some parts of the field. You have the January tax, which means that it's going to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. And you're possibly hamstringing yourself for anything that you want to do come the summer transfer window. And Arsenal are now being linked with Declan Rice of West Ham, who – West Ham might be needing to sell them because if they get relegated, they're going to need money to come buy mm-hmm. players to come back up. And Declan Rice, I think, fits exactly what we need in this team. 
because our biggest problem right now is our number six coverage. Thomas Party is absolutely amazing. By the way, Party's volley in the North London Derby, I think the post is still shaking. I think he hit it over 100 kilometers per hour. Someone said it was amazing. Mm. Um, but they're both him and Jacques are on the wrong side of 30, mm. or will be by the end of the season. So Declan Rice would be perfect. So now do I spend $50 million now when I can't afford the 100 or $110 million Declan Rice is going to be? in the summer it's complicated mm. and we don't know all the working pieces we don't know how much money they have this does not work like fifa you're not given a nice big transfer budget and say go do what you want as long as it fits in the money that's not how the actual world works mm. so they've gotten us this far in the three-year turnaround that we've had we've gone from horrible and eighth to uh top of the league and eight points clear so just I, I, whatever happens in this transfer window, I 100% trust Edu and I 100% trust Arteta. And anyone who says, guys, we have to go do something, unless you work at Arsenal, I don't, I don't, you just got to calm down. Let it happen. Breathe. Mm-hmm. We're top of the league. A points clear. We just doubled up Tottenham. Just be happy. Be happy. I know anything about sports fans. I think it's a shared trait amongst. All fans, no matter the sport, no one's ever going to be happy for too long. Uh, no matter what's happening, there's always going to be yeah. percentage of the fan base who is like, blow it up, you know. It's well, over. Yeah, blow it up and don't want anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, James McNicholas, who is better known as Gunner Blog, he now writes for The Athletic. He just did a piece on all the people who used to be Arteta out who aren't anymore. And one guy was still holding on. He's like, I don't think he's genuine. I don't think he's this. I don't like all the players bought into it were eight points clear. What more do you want from the man? But like you said, there's always those sports fans. Always. Who are just gonna... always. There are people who, <laughs> who wanted Drew Bledsoe back, I'm sure, even after uh, Tom Brady won three Super Bowls here. So you'll find oh, you know, everyone. You know, after that first season in 2002, when mm. it was a down year, everyone's like, get Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah, we're so dumb. We should have never absolutely knew that. You absolutely knew. <laughs> after a Super Bowl. Mm. Oh God! Yeah, so that that just goes to show how good sports fans are. I mean, hey, the Dolphins had their best year in years this year, and people are like, "It's we got to blow it up. We're never gonna win with this team." And it's like, just be, just find some happiness in something. I don't know. Maybe football's not not the hey, thing. Here, here, here's your happiness. Well, we're gonna get back to soccer in a minute, but here's your happiness. When the Patriots squeaked into the playoffs last year, they went to Buffalo and got slapped. The Dolphins almost won with their third-string quarterback. It was fun. Y'all doing fine. Yeah. All right. So back to back to soccer, as you said. Back to real football, as some most uh, of <laughs> the world calls it. Uh, Manchester United. They're they're in third, but. 39 points in second. I'm not I'm not sure how tiebreakers and all that. Goal difference. Goal difference. Goal difference is uh, very big, which, by the way, this is something that Arsenal fans are very proud of, and we're not shouting it from the Raptors, but I guess I'm saying it on the internet, so I might as well be. Yeah. Uh, we're equal on goal difference with Man City. That is huge. No one has been equal on goal difference for Man City in forever. Yeah. That I mean, is huge. For, for, for people who aren't looking at the stats right now, Arsenal, Man City, both 28. Manchester United, only eight. So they're squeaking by here to get well, these 39 they, points. 
they had some big losses in the beginning. They lost ugly several times, and that can really skew. Yeah, true. Because then you look at the fourth place team, Newcastle, and they have 22. 22 yeah. I mean, one of those things is not like the others. Exactly. Uh, so, right. so how is Manchester United doing these days? Obviously, better. Very so good. They just got. They just won the Manchester Derby mm. at Old Trafford. They just beat City, and it felt dirty to cheer for them, but I did anyway <laughs> because it helped us. Yeah. Um. And as we record this, they just got finished drawing to Palace. Okay. Um. That that was a wonder goal by Palace. Best I can tell. I haven't seen the highlights. The expected goal on the kick was 0.04 and it was in the 91st minute to get a one, one draw. So mm. yeah, a bit of a, bit of a uh, wonder goal that probably shouldn't have happened and definitely right. doesn't look like how the game played out. However, and this is what I will say. So this is either going to be a fantastic week or kind of a crap week mm. or a still a good week. I mean, we beat Spurs. The only team we've lost to domestically so far this season was Brighton in the FA Cup when we played our C squad and Man United away. We beat Man United at home against the Emirates on Sunday. If that happens, we go 11 points clear of them. We -hmm. probably maintain our eight-point cushion because Man City has Spurs, and I expect them to beat Spurs right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're looking really good. If we lose that Man United game, now we're back to five points clear. That would be a little bit too tight for me. Man United just got done beating City. And if you can beat City, you can beat anybody. But City's looking a little sluggish. Kevin mm-hmm. De Bruyne does not look like himself. Holland has cooled off. We talked about this in Swinging and Shins as well. Aaron thinks it's mostly down to service. My argument is, where else are you going to get a better service than the best team in the league? Mm-hmm. But maybe the best team in the league is Arsenal now. I mean, eight points clear. <laughs> right. Maybe we finally turn that corner. But this United game is going to be, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a very big match. Mm. If we can take Tottenham away and United at home back to back and maintain eight points clear, I think at that point most people have to say we are seriously title contenders. Right. So well, we're going to keep an eye on it. Obviously, we're going to be updating uh, here. Right's going to be updating here and on swinging its shins. Our uh, our spinoff podcast that we're very proud of. Please go check that out. Link, top link in the description down below. Um, yeah, anything else you want to talk about before we get on out of here? Uh, no, I think that covers it for Arsenal. Perfect. So do you want to plug Swinging at Shins a little bit more? I know we, we've kind of peppered it in here and there. Yeah, we've been peppering it in. Uh, Swinging at Shins, for anyone who's new to the channel, there are two Premier League-based clip shows on this channel one is the way west hand that's what you're listening to and the other one is the villa villa which covers all things austin villa uh that is my friend aaron he and i because these clips were getting to be 30 minutes long instead of just 15 like they're supposed to be decided to do a podcast where we just talk all premier league um we have done we do one a week they come out on thursdays we just got done recording our last one it'll be out tomorrow the 19th uh, talk about a lot of stuff. We talked about how Liverpool now needs to hit the crisis mode button because that loss to Brighton is crisis mode. We talk right. about how maybe Potter wasn't the reason why it was magic at Brighton because Brighton's doing fantastic. How, what's going on with City? Fulham make the top four, maybe the top five. A lot of stuff going on over there. So that is that podcast. You can find it on our YouTube channel and wherever you can find podcasts. 
All those links will be in the description below, I am sure. Yes, yeah, it's all there. Um, Rhett, thank you so much for your time, as always. And thank you, uh, yeah, you follow the channel on Twitter at uh, Wicked Sport or at WG Everything, Instagram, Wicked Everything, Twitch, it's Twitch.tv slash Wicked Everything, and or Instagram, also Wicked Sports, TikTok, we got Wicked Sports, and Wicked Everything. We're everywhere. Uh, just yeah, check us out. Uh, you follow Forgot me. Forgot to mention me. that as well with uh, Swing and Shins, Instagram, Facebook, all those yes. wonderful things. Yes, we're trying to try to be as many places as we can be. But uh, yeah, you follow me on Twitter at the Fake DMR. That's B M A R R. Um, dolphin season is over, so I don't know what I'll be tweeting about uh, going forward. Um, Survivors. The last, oh my god, that was so fucking good. Uh, I'm about to record the last of a sports show right after this. So excited to talk about that. If you want to hear that, head over to our better radio channel. The, the, for some reason, the logos in on this. Yeah, for whatever um, reason, I noticed that. Um, I think because it's supposed to be like our podcasting network and this is the podcast. But, anyways, uh, yes, uh, worth fighting for a last of us recap podcast post show uh very excited i love the last of us both the games right i know you do too so uh i'm very excited for this adaptation so um anything they else killed it with the first episode they yeah, absolutely they really did it. they really did um and yeah we'll be trying to have like guests and stuff so maybe some point you can come over there talk some last of us with us oh i'd uh, love to if you're free of course i know you got real busy between this and the other show um yeah and the other show and the other show yeah all the other shows speaking of uh put out the last episode for now potentially ever for the sunny day review um all explained in those episodes so that's over if you liked buffy and uh angel got recaps of that on better radio but uh that frees me up to really put focus into another show coming up that i think i think you'll like from the main channel so stick around if you like dnd um and you've gotten over all the controversy that's been happening in the last couple of weeks you'll feel like that but, we're not yeah. the bad people we're the people being affected by the controversy exactly whatever that's exactly. worth <laughs> but uh yes maybe hit the eject button and making us a pathfinder campaign mm -hmm. real quick yeah yeah we're gonna make up our own version <laughs> of, of a tabletop uh rpg but uh yeah I'm rambling. Rat again, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening.